What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Wednesday, October 21st. Here's what you missed while you were procrastinating work and watching Champions League matches all morning. All right, first story of the day, a win for America. After a long lawsuit, the makers of OxyContin, Purdue Pharma, have finally agreed to plead guilty to federal criminal charges. They're getting hit with an $8 billion charge, which is going to go towards opioid treatment programs. They're also paying an additional $3.5 billion fine, forfeiting $2 billion in profits and shutting the company down since they don't actually have $8 billion. They'll sell what they do have as assets assets and then create a new quote-unquote public benefit company. Hmm. That company will still make and sell OxyContin, but profits go towards opioid treatment programs. The Sackler family that used to own Purdue Pharma, well, they settled with a $225 million civil payment, although they might still be facing criminal charges as well as other employees from the company. Quote, the company, which filed for bankruptcy in 2019, pleaded guilty to violating federal anti-kickback law as it paid doctors ostensibly to write more opioid prescriptions. Abuse of prescription painkillers is a major cause of the nation's opioid crisis, although more than $8 billion in fines and penalties in the agreement is a record to be paid by a pharmaceutical company. It is only a fraction of what it has cost federal, state, and local governments to combat the opioid crisis. States across the country have filed claims topping $2 trillion in the Purdue Pharmacy bankruptcy case, end quote. So what do you think here? Was this a fair enough deal? Should the government even be in the business of selling people oxy? I mean, is their argument of legitimate uses for oxy still valid? Let me know your thoughts. Shoot me a message. Right, this current pope is really trying to go down in history as the chillest of all popes. I wonder if the super conservative cardinals regret their decision on this guy. I mean, my guy first said the words in 2013, who am I to judge? when he was asked during a news conference about a reportedly gay priest in Brazil. And that sparked some stirrings. But yesterday, during the premiere of a new documentary about his life, he took the extra brave step and endorsed same-sex civil unions. Quote, homosexual people have the right to be in a family. They are children of God, Francis said in one of his sit-down interviews for the film. You can't kick someone out of a family nor make their life miserable for this. What we have to have is a civil union law. That way, they are legally covered. Now, the Jesuit priest who has been at the forefront in seeking to build bridges with gay people in the church, named Reverend James Martin, praised the Pope's comments as a major step forward in the church's support for LGBT people. The Pope speaking positively about civil union also sends a strong message to places where the church has opposed such laws, Martin said in a statement, end quote. And it absolutely does. I mean, it's still a step short of acceptable marriage, but my guy has denounced climate change deniers. He's embraced the Big Bang Theory and evolution as a form of supporting existence of God. He speaks out against ethnic cleansing when others won't. He doesn't rock gold and fancy gear. He's definitely been the most chill pope. It's because he's Jesuit. The Jesuit priests are always the cool ones. Now, if he would take a bigger stance and responsibility for what the priest did to all them boys for decades in the Catholic Church, then he'll win the big prize. 
You remember those hum douches? You know, the D-bags that would drive those obnoxiously large hummers built for the deserts of Iraq and off-terrain, slightly modified to drive down and command suburban streets, all while getting 8 to 10 miles per gallon and spending $100 in gas per tank. Yeah. Oh, and spending about eighty dollars to $100,000 on the truck itself back in the early 2000s when money was worth money. Well, those D-bags might be gone, but the truck, it's back. Except she's electric. electric. Woogie, 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 woogie. That's right. An all-electric Hummer super truck. Ready to take on Tesla's Cybertruck from America's hometown brand, General Motors. A 1,000 horsepower, 350-mile range on one charge, with fast charging. It has all of the off-roading capabilities of its dinosaur-guzzling older brothers like crab walking mode and adjustable air suspension to get an additional six inches of clearance, but this one sips electrons instead. Now, the price hasn't changed. Prices range from 79000 up to 112000 for that super off-roading capable one, but all of them get the 350-mile range, and it's still super large. It has a pickup bed in the rear, removable T-top, and a front trunk. It has this 18 camera system they call UltraVision, which gives you a full surrounding view of the vehicle. And they partnered with Epic Games. These are the guys that make the Unreal Engine and Fortnite to design the in-car infotainment system. So that should be pretty cool. The graphics are unreal. Now, my biggest question and takeaway from this is, wait a minute, GM in about three to five years made a super powered thousand horsepower, 350 mile range battery electrified truck. Just now they could have been making electric cars since the get, but they needed Tesla to sell cars and take away their market share until they would finally pull the trigger. Sad, sad, sad. Anyways, they sold out of pre-orders in 10 minutes. Expect to start to see these on the streets late next year. Live streaming is all the rage. Whether you're watching creators, playing games, or giving live cooking demos, the live stream market is starting to take over online video views. And one area people really have been asking for more content is for content creators to live stream their process. And today, Adobe is enabling that. Yeah, Adobe is now letting you live stream your Photoshop and Illustrator work from your iPad to the world. And to watch other streamers, you don't even need a special app or a special website. The same app that you stream with, you consume on and create on. Just open the Photoshop or Illustrator app, go to the Discover tab, and you can find live streaming creators showing you their process. For now, this is only available on iPad, which is kind of a shocker since Photoshop just showed up on iPad earlier this year. But there's also a limited beta for the desktop version that you can apply for if you're one of those desktop Photoshop users. Check out the link in the show notes. I thought this was a pretty interesting story and worth a read of the full article as well as the full interview that it links to. What I'm talking about is a retired American F-15 pilot that gave up some details in an interview about flying some top secret jets back in the day. Well, they weren't really top secret just so much as they weren't American jets. Yeah, check this out. Apparently, during the Cold War in the 1960s, quote, the U.S. intelligence community went on a top secret shopping spree. The CIA purchased or leased Soviet fighter jets from a number of countries, often acquired through either pilot defections, captures, or even from the Soviet Union itself. The Soviet planes were then passed on to the U.S. Air Force, which translated instruction manuals, if any, and had some of its best pilots fly the unfamiliar aircraft. The Hall 
included MiG fighter jets collected from countries such as Israel, China, Egypt, and Indonesia, end quote. Yeah, that's right. We had the enemy planes and had our own pilots testing them out and flying against our own planes in combat training. You know, just in case World War III ever really happened. The program was called Constant Peg, and it just fascinates me how they were able to pull this off. The full story is in the show notes. It's definitely a great popular mechanics read on aviation. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Kind of slow news day, but I do have some bonus news for those of you that like to hang around to the end of the show. It's being reported that Quibi, you know, that mobile first streaming platform with some pretty great content, but nobody to watch it. Well, nobody's watching it, so they might actually just shut down. Apparently, Jeffrey Katzenberg tried to even sell a lot of the programming to NBC Universal's Peacock and Facebook for Facebook Watch, HBO Max. Nobody would buy it. I mean, geez, if Facebook won't buy it, her. There was also this story about the four GOP senators that are asking for an investigation into Joe Biden using the Amtrak to get around the campaign. Like he chartered the Amtrak. He's giving Amtrak money at a time when no one's taking the train. And for some reason, they're investigating this because, you know, Amtrak is a public service owned by the U.S. government as a public benefit company, kind of like that pharma company from earlier. And I guess it shouldn't be used for campaigning, but they're not endorsing him. He paid them. How's that any different from chartering a plane? I don't know. GOP gonna GOP, right? And breaking news, no details here yet, but it looks like one of the volunteers to the vid vaccine in the UK for AstraZeneca has passed away. Now, again, no details here. We don't know if they were on the placebo or they were on the vaccine. We don't know what they died from yet. Just the fact that somebody who was in the trial has passed away. Hopefully not from the vax, because that would put a big old bump in the road here. Hopefully we get some more details on that tomorrow. Anyways, I want to give a big shout out to my Pandora Android listeners. You guys are holding it down on the Pandora side. Make sure you let others know that this show is available on Pandora. It's also available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Of course, Apple Podcasts and my wonderful crew over at Overcast and anybody that just listens at top5at5.com. I appreciate you all. And I appreciate you telling others about this show as well. Huge accomplishment yesterday, 20,000 downloads. I started this show on February 25th, right before the pandemic started to take its hold of America. Never thought I'd be continuing still now today as a test. And you know what? I love it. So thanks to all of you for keeping me going. And as always, just like me, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated in all you do. Dodge the rest and catch up with me because, you know, Johnny got you with the news.